Welcome to the Powers on Sports Podcast. We are doing a March Madness Selection Special Edition today. I'm going to pick every game in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournaments. All the games that are going on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to go region by region. I'm going to give you some nuggets on each team. I'm also going to make some predictions. And I'm also going to give you I'm going to give you two sleepers out of each region, teams that I think can win at least two games and potentially three games. Uh, and I'm also going to give you three or four best bets of the Thursday Friday games, the first round games. So buckle up. We got a great tournament. As far as going into the tournament, I think the selection committee did a pretty good job of of seeding teams and picking the right teams. Um, I guess the only kind of the biggest gripe that, that you've heard is people have really complained about Michigan State being in the same region as Duke. But what are you going to do? The, uh, you know, they probably should have not been in the same region as Duke because Michigan State was probably the number five overall seed and Duke was declared to be the number one overall seed. So Michigan State probably should have been in the region with Gonzaga. Michigan probably should have been in the region with Duke. You know, that was probably the biggest gripe that you probably could have. Now, you had a couple teams, a couple seedings of some teams that were maybe one line off. But I think for for the most part, I think the committee did a great job in seeding the tournament. You had several uh, at-large bids go to some of the little schools. You had Belmont, who went on to win the play-in game already, versus Temple. You had... uh, Some of these other teams, some of the other uh, at-large teams that uh, were well-deserved. They didn't – what I liked is I I liked that the committee did not reward the Indianas and the Dukes with so many losses. Even though they had good wins, they just lost too many games to be be put in the tournament. So uh, it's a great tournament. Thursday afternoon at 12 o'clock, first tip about 12.15 Thursday with some great games. So I'm gonna go. We're gonna, like I said, we're gonna go through uh, the regions. One each region, starting with the East region, East, West, South, Midwest. I'm gonna pick you every game for the first round. Then we're gonna go ahead and pick every game for the second round. And like I said, I'm gonna give you sleepers. I'm gonna give you some uh, Final Four picks. And what we'll do next during the next episode is we'll pick the Sweet 16 and Final Eight games. And I'll also give you my Final Four picks. So. You still got time to fill out your bracket when as as the posting of this podcast goes. So definitely take some take some notes. Love to hear some feedback from you at kick the FB at kick the FB. You can catch the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on Stitcher, which obviously if you're listening to this, you are on one of those platforms. Definitely encourage you to tell a friend, and we'll actually be able to keep score of my picks going into next week so all right let's get to it we're going to start in the east region the one seed duke is going to be playing north dakota state obviously we're going to go duke here as the one seed uh they're playing in columbia south carolina big home uh, you know home court advantage home regional advantage so we're going duke in, in the first round on Thursday, these games are Thursday. All games are Thursday here. Uh, we're also gonna. Or these games are Friday, excuse me. So we're also gonna go the eight-nine matchup. You got VCU and UCF. Uh, 
Interesting contrast here. VCU is kind of a helter-skelter kind of team. UCF from down in my part of the country, down in Orlando, has a big seven-foot center. Just so happens the coach of UCF is one Johnny Dawkins, who used to play for one Mike Krzyzewski back in the 80s, back in the heyday. Just so happens they got they got pitted up where if they both win, they'll see each other in the second round. By coincidence, uh, I doubt it. We're going to go. This is one of the tricky games. This is, this is kind of a toss-up game. goes either way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take VCU in a very tight game. I like the helter-skelter. I think they might, might be able to get uh, Taco Falls. There is the UCF big man. UCF also has uh, a couple other good guards. But I'm going to go VCU here. Had a great year in the Atlantic 10. So we're going to go VCU right here. All right. The 5 seed, Mississippi State, up against Liberty, the 12 seed. A lot of people think Liberty. Liberty plays one of the slowest tempos in the country. They're going to really take their time on offense. Methodical. Just, you know, very uh, obviously athletically, they're not going to be in the same ballpark as Mississippi State. Mississippi State out of the SEC with Ben Howland. I like Mississippi State here. I think the experience of Ben Howland navigating through the tournament is going to help, as well as I just think Mississippi State is going to have more athletes and, and, and more players and going to be able to overwhelm Liberty a little bit. I think Liberty is the only way they're going to be able to keep the game. If the game gets to in the 50s, Liberty has potentially has a chance, obviously. But I think Mississippi State is going to be a little too much here uh, in the first round, so I'm going Mississippi State. we got Vatek, the four seed, versus St. Louis, the 13. St. Louis was a bid stealer. They won the Atlantic 10. Great effort to win the Atlantic 10. Vatek is the four seed out of the ACC. Big note here is Vatek's going to get their point guard back, who's been out for a while. Vatek beat earlier in the year, beat Duke. I like Vatek here. Buzz Williams, experienced tournament coach. Travis Ford, the coach of St. Louis. St. Louis, St. Louis, again, was a bid stealer from a team like UNC Greensboro who got left out because there were three or four of these bid stealers from conferences that the uh, the regular season winner, uh, that the winner of the conference tournament would not have gotten in an at-large, would not have gotten an at-large berth, and St. Louis was one of those teams. So we're going to Virginia Tech here in the first round. Six seed Maryland, one of the tricky games here in the first round. Very intriguing game. Six seed Maryland versus the 11 seed Belmont. Belmont beat Temple in the first four game in Dayton on Tuesday night. Belmont, a very excellent passing team. I watched a good bit of that game versus Temple. They're a three-point shooting team. Got a very good big man, freshman big man for Belmont. Who was injured in the in their in their uh, conference tournament? Belmont got an at-large bid. One of the uh, you, one of the good stories of going into the tournament. Maryland out of the Big Ten. Two big men that are very good big big low post players. I'm going to go Maryland here. I think Maryland's going to be a little too much in the low post on the on the glass. So I'm going to give Maryland a slight edge, but it would not shock me if Belmont Belmont's getting a lot of national support to win a couple games. But it would not shock me if Belmont wins here. But I'm going to go Maryland in a close one. Friday in Jacksonville. Other game in Jacksonville. LSU the three seed versus Yale the 14 seed. Again, very interesting matchup here. 
You have Yale, a predominantly up, very up-tempo team. That's not normally the, uh, the 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 mo of the Ivy League teams. They're normally more of a slow it down, you know, half-court time type of team. But Yale likes to get up and down. Yale's uh, has a pro on their team, averaging over 20 points a game. LSU comes into the game, obviously with all the with all the coaching uh, issues with the FBI. So I think. LSU, very athletic, one of the best, most athletic teams in the country, has been a top 10 team the last month or so, month and a half, under Will Wade, but you have, a, again, new head coach. LSU was upset in the SEC tournament by Florida. I worry about the coaching. Obviously, LSU has way more athletes than Yale. I'm going to take LSU to win the game, but I think Yale's going to cover the point spread here. Again, I... I'll be in a couple of brackets, but in, a, in at least one of the brackets, I'll have Yale winning. But in my heart of hearts, I think LSU will have just enough. I think this is going to be one of those games that's going to go to the wire. This is one of the early games on Thursday. In So look out for Yale, big potential upset here as the 14 seed up against LSU. All right, in another game that the that the tournament selection committee had no idea this was any kind of story, just happened by coincidence. Number seven Louisville versus the ten seed Minnesota, the Rick Patino Bowl. You have Patino's son Richard Patino is the head coach at Minnesota. You have Louisville, where he used to coach, obviously with Chris Mack, who came over from Xavier. Louisville's the seven, seven Minnesota's the ten. I'm going to take Minnesota here. I think Minnesota's got uh, two very good front court players. Uh, Minnesota with a couple good wins late in the season. I think Louisville's kind of overachieved this year a little bit. First year under Chris Mack. Mack is a great tournament coach with all of his great years and runs at Xavier. But I think I'm going to give Richard Patino in the in the Gophers the slight edge here. I'm going to take Minnesota in round one to advance. Michigan State Bradley, the 215 seed. Michigan State, again, they were the one team that was probably slighted the most with tournament seeding and, and kind of positioning where they got put. They win the Big Ten tournament. They beat Michigan for the third time this year. I think lots of things lots of things are going well for Michigan State heading into the tournament. The only thing that makes me a little nervous is they've they've been a little bit beat up on, as far as health, but they have everybody's everybody's back playing. I'm just not sure everybody's 100 percent Great guard and Cassius Winston. Bradley, again, another bid stealer. They won the Missouri Valley Conference. They uh, It's the first time they've been in the tournament in quite some time. Back in the day, if you remember, for all you NBA fans, one Hersey Hawkins played at Bradley. So I'm going Michigan State here pretty comfortably. So there's your East Region first-round matchups. Let's go to the – we'll go to round two of the East Region. we got Duke and VCU. I think Duke with Zion and the fellas are going to be too much for VCU on Sunday. I'm going to take Duke to advance. Second round matchup in the East, Mississippi State, Virginia Tech. Again, this is a sleeper for me. I This is a good matchup here. I think Virginia Tech's probably the better team, but it would not surprise me one bit as a sleeper here if Mississippi State pulled an upset. It's really not an upset from a seeding perspective, but I think most people would 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 favor Virginia Tech here. Um, 
I'm gonna. I think Virginia Tech's gonna win the game to set up a rematch with Duke in the Sweet 16. But it would not shock me as one of my sleepers in the in the East region is Mississippi State. If Ben Howland was able to find a way to get it done and get to the Sweet 16. Okay, you got Maryland and LSU in round two. Again, I think if LSU can get through the first game here, that I think they'll be in a much better position to beat Maryland. I, again, I'm gonna take LSU here in the second round over Maryland because, I again, I think if they can get their sea legs, LSU, tough, tough game against Yale. If they can get through that game, I think they'll beat Maryland. Um, not a big fan of Mark Turgeon, but I, I do think LSU will have enough athletes to get through to the Sweet 16. Next matchup is you're going to have Minnesota. It's going to be a big – Minnesota and Michigan State – a little surprising here that the committee would have put Minnesota in this position to potentially play Michigan State, a conference uh, foe in the second round. They usually don't do that. But um, I think Michigan State will win this game and advance to the second round. Again, conference matchup. So, again, teams know each other pretty well. But I'm going to give Michigan State the advantage, uh, a little more firepower. I'm going to go Michigan State second round, advancing to the Sweet 16. To face off against LSU. Let's go to the West region. Hold on one second here. Okay, you there? All right, we're back. We're going West region. Gonzaga, the one seed, will be playing Fairleigh Dickinson. This will be a no-doubter. Gonzaga comes into the comes into the tournament, coming off of getting upset in the in the in their in their conference tournament. Again, another bid stealer was St. Mary's, who uh, defeated Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference Championship. Gonzaga will get it done against Fairleigh Dickinson, I think, fairly comfortably. Um, so that'll be pretty. Uh, I think that'll be pretty ordinary. The 8-9 game, Syracuse-Baylor. News coming out of Syracuse today that Frank Howard, their point guard, is going to is suspended. Violation of team rules. If you recall, Howard was the one back in the ACC tournament that was kind of uh, looked look to be on TV that he intentionally tried to trip Zion Williamson. You know, after the game, Bayheim, which was a little bit preposterous, tries to come to his defense and saying, oh, the media was did nothing but bring this up out of the blue. But it was pretty evident that Howard did stick his foot out on Zion. Luckily, Zion didn't trip, so that's why it didn't become a big deal because he didn't fall. But again, Frank Howard, their their point guard is out. Tyus Battle, they're one of their better players, will be back for Syracuse. I'm going to go Baylor here. I've seen Baylor play a couple times. Both teams kind of are known for a 2-3 zone, so I don't think Baylor will be nearly as out of sorts on offense with the zone with the, with the zone of Syracuse. I'm going to take Baylor to win the game to advance as the nine seed to face Gonzaga in round two. One of the interesting matchups of the tournament, Marquette-Murray State. Marquette the five, Murray State the 12 seed. Obviously, Murray State with Ja Morant, the electrifying point guard who's, probably, who's going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft. And you have Marquette, coached by Steve Wojciechowski, a Duke guy. They also have an electrifying point guard, Marcus Howard. He scored 45-plus points multiple times this year. I know he's gone over 50 at least once. So you have two great scores. 
I'm going to go Mar. Everybody, a lot of people thinking Murray State here. I'm going Marquette. I think the balance of Marquette's going to be just a little bit too much for Murray State. I think Moran will get his points, but I don't. I don't know how good the other four guys on Murray State are. I know they've had a good year record-wise. They won their conference tournament, but I'm going Marquette here. I know Marquette's been limping down the stretch into the tournament, but I'm taking Marquette as the five seed here. Four seed Florida State, 13 seed Vermont, my Seminoles. Florida State went to, went went toe to toe all the way in, in the ACC final conference championship with Duke. Played Duke pretty well, fell up, fell short. But again, uh, Leonard Hamilton coming into the tournament, I like I like what I've seen out of Florida State. A good defensive team, better offensive than than you think. Vermont has a big time player scoring 21 over over 20 a game and Andrew Lamb. I just don't think Vermont has the players to stay to stay with Florida State. I think Florida State will be able to contain Andrew Lamb. So we're going Florida State to advance to a second round matchup with Marquette. You got Buffalo, the 6 seed, the Bulls. They've kind of been flying under the radar all year long out of the MAC. They're going to play the winner of the St. John's Arizona State game, which is going on right now. Tidbit here is if Arizona State advances, Bobby Hurley, the coach of Arizona State, used to coach at Buffalo, recruited a lot of these guys. Buffalo was a team that many people thought were underseeded by probably a line or two, could have, could have potentially been a four seed, maybe a five, but they are the six seed. Again, coincidental that the committee put Arizona State and St. John's in that same bubble group with Buffalo. I doubt it. That's definitely going to bring some people to the seats, to the arena, to the television screen. If Arizona State can get through the play-in game, Arizona State's playing St. John's in the play-in game. Uh, big coaching matchup, Chris Mullen, Bobby Hurley in the play-in game. I think Arizona State's going to advance. And you got Buffalo and Arizona State. I think Buffalo will find a way to get it done. I think this will go down to the wire. If Arizona State wins this game, would not shock me with Bobby Hurley coaching. But I think Buffalo will find a way to get through as the sixth seed in the 314 matchup. You got Texas Tech and Northern Kentucky. Texas Tech been a very solid team in the Big the Big 12 all year. I think they'll advance fairly comfortably. Excellent defensive team. Has at least one pro on their team. Now we have the 7-10 matchup. Very interesting game. Florida, the 10 seed, host Nevada, the 7. If you recall, Nevada was a Final Eight team last year, had a great run. The average age of the Nevada starting five is 23 and a half years old, the oldest team in the tournament by far. They have two twins on their team. They have a uh, another big-time player, Jordan Caroline. I really think Nevada is can be one of your sleepers in the West, along with Buffalo, the six and seven seeds. And just so you know, my sleepers are basically five seeds and above. I really think Nevada can do some damage again. A very veteran-laden team. They've played together for two good years now. I really think Nevada is a serious threat to make a run in this tournament. And in the bottom half of the West bracket, you got Michigan and Montana, the Wolverines, runners-up in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. Again, 28-6. Montana, the 15 seed. I don't think you're going to have a lot of issues out of, out of uh, Montana. I think Michigan will advance. I'm not overly impressed with the Michigan team. Not the same team as last year. I really think uh, 
Michigan's a little vulnerable offensively, not the greatest offensive team. Beeline's a great coach, a great tactician, but I'm just not sold that they're going to be able to score enough points to advance very far in the tournament. Second round matchups in the West. Gonzaga and Baylor. I'm going to Gonzaga here. Again, I think too much firepower out of Gonzaga uh, in Salt Lake City. I think Gonzaga will be a, will win comfortably to the Sweet 16. Interesting second-round matchup, Marquette-FSU. This one's very much a toss-up in my opinion. I think Marquette with, with Howard, they've got some other uh, strong frontline players. you got the athleticism and the length of Florida State. I'm going to give Florida State a slight edge here to set up a rematch with Gonzaga. So I'm going to advance Florida State to the Sweet 16 to see Gonzaga. You have Buffalo, Texas Tech. This is going to be a grinded out. Buffalo plays, plays up-tempo. Texas Tech wants to, to grind it out on the defensive end. I'm going to give – would not shock me here if Buffalo advanced, but I'm going to go Texas Tech. I like the di the discipline and the defensive principles for Texas Tech. Chris Beard's an excellent coach, a disciple of Bob Knight. I'm going to go Texas Tech here. Texas Tech made a nice run last year uh, to the Elite Eight, I believe. They lost to Villanova late. So I'm going Texas Tech here. Experience, tournament experience, but a very good game with Buffalo. Nevada, Michigan. This is going to be one of my first kind of big upsets. I'm going to take Nevada here to advance in, into the Sweet 16. I really think Nevada can score the ball. Eric Musselman is the coach for Nevada. So I'm going Nevada here in this in the kind of the first big upset of the of my bracket. We're going to set up a Nevada Texas Tech Sweet 16 in the West region. You got Gonzaga, FSU, and you got Texas Tech, Nevada. Those are your Sweet 16 matchups, according to me, the with your March Madness tournament selections. First two rounds. I'm picking every game here. We've gone through the East region. We're going through the West region. Now we're going to transition to the South. Two sleepers to be aware of in the South. You got 12-seed Oregon. You got 7-seed Cincinnati. We'll get to them in a second. And I'll tell you why they're kind of your my sleepers here in the in the South. First off, the one seed, Virginia, Gardner Webb to 16. Again, you got Virginia, the disasters from last year, losers to UMBC is the one seed. Virginia lost in the semifinals to Florida State in the ACC tournament. I think you're going to see a Different Virginia team this year. I am very high on Virginia. They can score much better than they have in years past. They're still a very solid defensive team. I don't think they'll have any issues with Gardner-Webb, so we're going to move Virginia on. 8-9 game. Mrs. Ole Miss, Oklahoma. Ole Miss, new head coach, Kermit Davis. If you recall, Kermit used to be the coach at Middle Tennessee State, and they, they've had some success. Some They've upset some teams. They upset uh, Michigan State in the past, been a very good tournament team with him at the helm the last couple years. Ole Miss, Lon Kruger, and the Oklahoma Sooners. I'm going to go Oklahoma here in a tight game. I think Ole Miss has kind of been fading a little bit down the stretch of the SEC season. Oklahoma's solid. Lon Kruger, very good tournament coach. Again, toss-up game here, but I'm going to go Oklahoma out of the Big 12. 
You got the 5-12 matchup. Wisconsin and Oregon. Oregon, another one of your bid stealers. They were not getting in the tournament unless they won the Pac-12 tournament. Last week in Las Vegas, they beat Washington in the championship game, the number one seed Washington. Not a, not a, not a very good Pac-12 conference in whole, but again, Oregon, a lot of talent. Pritchard at the point. They got a big shot blocker in Wooten. They got a good point guard or a good shooting guard, I mean, and Paul White. They got Louis the King, a kind of a cool name. You got Wisconsin, kind of your your middle of the road, fourth or fifth team out of the out of the Big Ten. Ethan Happs, their big player in the post. Uh, I'm gonna go Oregon here. I think just the confidence and the momentum from the Big Tw- Big Pac-12 tournament is gonna is gonna be enough here. Give me Oregon to advance as the 12 seed over Wisconsin. Kansas State, UC Irvine. Kansas State the 4, Irvine the 13. Again, lots of people around the country think Irvine is a big-time team here. Irvine has won 30 games on the year. That's I don't care what conference you're in. If you win 30 games, you're a good team. Son of Doc Rivers plays for Irvine. You got Kansas State, been a very, very solid team this year. Uh, packed co Big 12 champions, regular season champions. The only worry here is that what is the health of Dean Wade, one of their big their big uh, forwards. But I like Kansas State, Bruce Weber at the helm. I just think their tournament they're they're tested. They've been through the Big 12, very solid league. I'm gonna go K State here, even though everybody, lots of people think Irvine is a, is a danger here. I'm gonna take K State to advance to the second round. The five, the six eleven matchup in the South Region from Hartford. You have St. Mary's the eleven versus Villanova the six. St. Mary's bid stealer out of the West Coast Conference beat Gonzaga in the championship game. Kind of a big upset there. Solid team. St. Mary's always been a solid program. Villanova defending national champions have won two out of the last three titles. Jay Wright, Big East Conference and regular season champions. I think Villanova's going to win the, win one game, and that's about it. I don't think Villanova's uber-talented this year. They've got two kind of returning guys in Pascal and Phil Booth. I don't think this is one of Jay Wright's best teams by any means. I think Villanova will get through this game. Again, very tight. Would it shock me if St. Mary's won? No, but I think Villanova will advance. Purdue Old Dominion. Old Dominion, another team that plays slow. The 3-14 matchup. Purdue the 3, Old Dominion the 4. Old Dominion won the Conference USA title. Jeff Jones, former coach at Virginia. Former coach at several places. Fighting prostate cancer against Purdue. The 3 seed, Matt Painter, doing a, done a great job this year. Great point guard in Carson Edwards. I like Purdue here. I think Purdue will f- get, figure it out and get through. Old Dominion, not a very good shooting team. Going to try to keep the score down. So we're going Purdue here to advance to the second round. 7-10 matchup. Interesting game here. Cincinnati, Iowa in Columbus. And Again, Cincinnati playing in Columbus, Ohio, which is kind of a little bit odd here. Be a huge Cincinnati crowd. Iowa's an up-and-down, run-and-gun kind of team. Very offensive-minded. Cincinnati, much more of a defensive-minded team, rough and rugged out of the AAC. They beat Houston last week in the championship game of the AAC. Mick Cronin, I think Cincinnati will figure out a way to get get through. I think it will be a rough and tough kind of game. 
Uh, again, Iowa's going to try to play up and down the floor, and Cincinnati's going to be a little more half court. So give me Cincinnati there at home, home, home court. Uh, Semi-home court advantage is going to be big here. The 215s, Tennessee and Colgate. I think Tennessee rolls here as the two seed. Tennessee probably played, was involved in probably one of the top three games of the year last weekend versus Kentucky in the SEC semifinals. I watched virtually every minute of that game. Tremendous game with Kentucky. They came back from eight down with three minutes to go. I really like that. Inside-outside game, good point guard play with Jordan Bone. I like Schofield and Grant Williams. I'll take Tennessee here in the south. Setting up second-round matchups. Virginia-Oklahoma. I think Virginia will have enough too much offense for Oklahoma. I think it'll be bye-bye uh, Lon Kruger. Give me Virginia to advance to the Sweet 16. You got Oregon-Kansas State. I guess I would my, my, my initial thought here would I would I would probably go Oregon here again I'd be I'd like to know what the status of Dean Wade is if Wade's playing for Kansas State that might lean that I, I could go this is going to be again toss up kind of game they're playing in San Jose um, again I, I'm going to go I'm going to lean Oregon as kind of the sleeper in this region to, to advance to the Sweet 16 so give me Oregon Villanova Purdue. I think this is where the Villanova's championship defense ends. I like Purdue here. Carson Edwards, the big man harms in the middle for, for uh, Purdue. I just like Purdue's are kind of a, a just a, a very good, skilled team. I think too many offensive weapons for, for Purdue. They knock out the defending champion Villanova Wildcats in Hartford. So you got the three seed beating the, the six seed here. In the last game in the South region. Very interesting game in Columbus, Ohio on Saturday. You have Cincinnati, Tennessee. Again, both teams, it's not too, too far for Tennessee. First crowd, travel, crowd, fans. But again, I think ten, you talk about this could be a very rugged game. Tennessee, very good on the inside. Cincinnati got some inside play. Tennessee's going to get through here. Uh, too much scoring for Tennessee. They balance, have very balanced scoring. Again, Grant Williams, Schofield, Jordan Bone, uh, some good bench players. I like Tennessee to get through here as the two seed, even though Cincinnati is going to have a will have a, a majority of the crowd here, being that it's in Columbus, Ohio. And shout out to my boy Dave PDK up in Columbus. I know me and you will be communicating throughout the, the weekend with some with some uh, tips and some picks and all that good stuff. So Shout out to Slippery Pete, Lee, and PDK, my peeps up in Columbus, Ohio. Hello. All right. Let's go to the Midwest region, the last region on our docket today. Interesting here. Number one seed, North Carolina, in the same region as Kentucky. That could be a heavyweight showdown come final eight time. Could be. North Carolina plays Iona. Iona, a team from the MAC, the Mid Atlanta, uh, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Iona's going to try to go run and going to try to run and gun with North Carolina. Going to get run out of the building. Look out for Carolina to put up ninety plus here in this game against Iona. Carolina lost a 
thriller to Duke in the semifinals of the ACC. Again, another classic. Had the ball, last possession to win the game. Missed shot by Colby White. Wasn't real. I didn't like the, you know, I didn't like Carolina's last shot attempt against Duke. But again, went wire to wire, nose to nose with Duke, who was at full strength with Zion and company. North Carolina gets through here against Iona. One of the more intriguing matchups of the whole tournament, I think. Utah State, the eight. Washington, the nine seed. Washington, the Pac-12 regular season champs, lost in the championship game to Oregon. Mike Hopkins, the uh, former assistant at Syracuse under Bayheim, plays that playing that 2-3 zone out in Washington, Seattle. They're playing Utah State, 28-6 in Columbus, Ohio. Very good matchup here. I'm going to go Washington in the 2-3 zone. Again, this is another toss-up game. Could go either way. I'm going to take Washington to, to get by late first round, steal the game late in the game, 2-3 zone. But I do worry about Washington scoring because they went on a major drought against Arizona State. And so that, that concerns me a little bit. But I, I think Washington will limp their way through to the second round. Moving on to Salt Lake City. Thursday. Five-seed Auburn, SEC tournament champions. Bruce Pearl getting it done. Four games in four days in Nashville. Beats Tennessee. Thumps Tennessee. Sunday, championship game, SEC. Raining threes. Lots of confidence. New Mexico State, 30-4. and four. Interesting stat about New Mexico State. Plays over... 12 to 13 players play. That is unheard of for a team to play more than 10 guys. This team consistently plays 12 to 13 players. Again, scary game here. This game makes me nervous. This is one of my sleeper teams here in the in the Midwest region would be New Mexico State. I just worry about Auburn coming off all the emotional high of winning that tournament, having to travel out to the altitude. Lives and dies on the three-point shot. Bruce Pearl is very much a proponent of the three-pointer. Bruce Pearl is a very good tournament coach, but again, it makes me. This game is very scary. I think Auburn's going to get through, but again, if New, New Mexico State, somebody you should you should seriously consider here. This is a team that could win a couple games in this tournament as the 12 seed. Kansas Rock Chalk Jayhawk. The number four seed in the Midwest versus Northeastern, the 13 seed. I don't think Kansas is a four seed. I think they were more like a six seed based on their team right now. They've been decimated by injury and suspension. If you recall, one of their, their best player, uh, DeSousa, was ruled ineligible by the NCAA early in the year. Azabuki, their center, got uh, got injured. Their two-guard uh LaMarcus Vick has left the team about a month ago, so I don't think this is, a, this is an overly skilled Kansas team. I think they're overseeded as a four seed, uh, but I do think they're going to beat Northeastern, Northeastern uh, out of Boston. First time they've been in the tournament in a while. As a 13, they shoot a lot of threes, but I do think Kansas will find a way to get through. Iowa State, Ohio State. Thursday, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Iowa State the 6, Ohio State the 11. 
Iowa State coming off winning the Big 12 tournament. Played very well in the Big 12 tournament. A lot of offense. Played pretty good defense. I watched a good bit of their game against Kansas. They beat Kansas. What I like about Iowa State is they got multiple guys on their team that can score. They can score a lot of points. They like to play up-tempo. I just don't think Ohio State's very good this year. They have one good player from all indications who's a big man who's been in some, who's been uh, susceptible to foul trouble. I think Iowa State is another sleeper team in this region as the sixth seed. I think Steve Prohm is a good coach. I think Iowa State beats Ohio State. Houston, the three seed. Georgia State, the 14. Houston coming off a great regular season, 31-3. and Lost in the championship to Cincinnati in the AAC. Been a top 10 team virtually all year with Kelvin Sampson. The best cheater, the best cheater still to have a job. Got Indiana in all kind of trouble. Uh, was a good, has been a good tactical coach when he was at Oklahoma and Indiana, but just doesn't know how to stay out of trouble. He's always been in trouble, uh, lots of different places. Houston will get will get through to Georgia State. Houston's a uh, defensive minded team, likes to play defense, good guard play. Corey Davis, good guard for Houston, Georgia State. Ron Hunter, the coach down there, has done a really good job at Georgia State. Uh, I believe they're the champions of the uh, either the Sun Belt or the uh, A Sun. Uh, maybe the A Sun. I think they're the Ace from the A Sun, actually. But I'll, I'll take Houston to get through to the second round. A lot of people think Houston can go deep into this tournament. I don't. I'm not one of those people that think that. I think I think that they're going to win one game and be done. But uh, lots of people think Houston could kind of be a giant killer right here coming out of the Midwest region. Last two games in the Midwest, you got Wofford, Seton Hall. Wofford is, again, America's darling. Lots of people think Wofford is going to make, could make a runner, could win a game here. Seton Hall, the 10th seed out of the Big East, rugged, good guard play. I'm going to go Seton Hall here. I think everybody's saying Wofford, Wofford, Wofford. And granted, they've had a great year out of the SOCON, but I really think Seton Hall is going to be the team here. Uh, experience, they've played a tough schedule. They've played Villanova, Big East. They've played Creighton. They've played Marquette. I like I like uh, those kind of rugged teams out of the Big East. I'm going to go Seton Hall here. You're going to hear me talk about Seton Hall later. It's one of my better bets of the, of the weekend, of the Friday-Saturday games. But I'm going to go Seton Hall here as the 10th seed. And in the last game in the region, you got Kentucky Abilene Christian. Kentucky's going to we'll get it done here. It may not be pretty. It may be one of those games where they're messing around for the first 10, 15 minutes and Abilene Christian's in the game. But Kentucky, too many players. Calipari playing in Jacksonville. That'll be big blue country. Kentucky goes through the second round pretty easily. Second round matchups in the Midwest. Again, I've given you Iowa State and New Mexico State as kind of my sleepers here. Teams that could could win a couple games, even though I do think Auburn's going to beat New Mexico State. But if if New Mexico State wins the first one, I definitely think they can win the second one. Utah, uh, North Carolina, Washington, too much firepower from head to toe for North Carolina. I think they'll decimate Washington in that two-three zone. I don't think Washington just doesn't have enough players uh, to score the ball. Give me UNC comfortably into the Sweet Sixteen and playing in Columbus. Midwest Regional will be held in Kansas City. So I think North Carolina will advance to the Midwest Regional in Kansas City. Auburn, New Mexico State. I think whoever wins this game is going to beat Kansas. 
So I gave you both. New Mexico is a sleeper. I think Auburn's going to win the game. But I think if Auburn wins this game, I think Auburn's going to beat Kansas. I just don't. I just don't trust Kansas this year. Uh, I think again, I'm gonna I'm gonna take whoever wins that Auburn New Mexico State to beat Kansas. See you later, Jayhawks. I did not like the the committee put Kansas in the same regional of Kansas City. To me, that's not that's not fair. They would have if they get to the Sweet 16, they'll basically have a 40 mile home game. Kansas City is about 40 50 miles from Lawrence. So, again, I don't think that's right. They did that, especially since Kansas is not a one or two seed. But, again, part of their deal is they want to make sure they get seats filled. And, again, Kansas and Kansas City will sell tickets. But you can be assured Carolina will draw will bring plenty of people. Uh, they're a national brand. They'll bring pr- plenty of people to Kansas City. But I don't think Kansas is making it to Kansas City. Anyway, give me the Auburn-New Mexico State winner to advance. So I'm going to take Auburn here to advance to the Sweet 16. Against Carolina, you got Iowa State, Houston in the bottom half of that bracket in Tulsa. I'm going to take Iowa State here. I just think offense in these tournament games is going to be enough for for Iowa State. I'm just not sure if they can score enough. Give me Iowa State to advance to the Sweet 16. Then you got Seton Hall, Kentucky. One of the best game, one of the better games early in the year. I actually happen to remember watching this game. They played on a neutral court. Earlier in the year, in I believe they played in the uh, Barclays Center. Uh, Seton Hall beats Kentucky late in the game on a buzzer beater in overtime. It was a tremendous game. I think Kentucky will exact revenge here. So give me Kentucky to advance to the Sweet 16 to face off against Iowa State in Kansas City. So you'll have UNC versus Auburn. You'll have Iowa State, Kentucky. In the South, they'll have Purdue and Tennessee will be playing in the Louisville Regional. Uh, when you, and you'll also have Virginia and Oregon will be in that Louisville Regional. East Regional in Washington, D.C., Duke, Michigan. It'll be, excuse me, Duke and Vatek. And you'll also have Michigan State and LSU in the regional in Washington, D.C., and in the West Regional in Anaheim, you're going to have Gonzaga, Florida State, and you're going to have Texas Tech, Nevada. So that's those are my selections. Let's talk about, I'm going to give you four best bets of the op- opening round, first round games. These are all strictly against the point spread. I love Nevada. Le- Nevada's laying two points against Florida. Give me Nevada. I really think Nevada's a, 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 a good play here. I love Nevada minus the two. Florida's been up and down all year. Very inconsistent on the offensive end. I love, love, love Nevada. Yale plus seven. I don't think they can beat LSU, but I think they're going to be in the game here late in the game. Give me the Yale Bulldogs plus the seven against LSU. A game we just talked about, Seton Hall and Wofford. Everybody's all over Wofford. Seton Hall is plus two and a half points. I really think Seton Hall is a good team here. I think they're going to win the game outright. So give me Seton Hall in the two and a half. In a game we talked about early on, I think this is one of the earliest, this is one of the first games, I believe. Let's check here. We're going to talk about Minnesota-Louisville. This is the 7-10 matchup. Minnesota-Louisville. They are playing in... On Monday, one of the early games Monday, they're playing in Des Moines, Iowa. 
Give me the Minnesota Gophers plus five against Louisville. I think Minnesota's going to win the game outright. Give me Minnesota plus the five. Check me out on Twitter. I'll post my bracket on Twitter, Instagram. Check out the podcast, Powers on Sports Podcast. Tell a friend. Share the podcast with your Facebook people, your Instagram people, people that like sports. We talk all sports all throughout the year. March Madness starts Thursday. I'll be watching. Will you? See you next week. We're going to give you Sweet 16 predictions, Elite 8 predictions, and our Final Four predictions. Take care. Have a great bracket. Hope your bracket doesn't blow up by Thursday night at 8 o'clock. See ya!